Hey all you spooky listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Morbid Curiosity, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, Nicole. I'll be taking you through some of the most heinous, shocking, and morbid crimes, including, of course, the paranormal. Listener discretion is advised. Don't forget to check me out on Instagram at morbid, period, curiosity, period, TC podcast where you can find photos related to our cases, including crime scene photos on occasion, of course, with the exception of postmortem photos. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So guys, I want to go ahead and apologize. This episode may be a little bit shorter than what I normally post. I have been sick with allergies and having to like clear my throat every couple of seconds. So I I had to do something a little bit shorter today than normal. Um, But this one's still very interesting to me, you know, anyway. So, um, but yeah, sorry about that. I hope you guys still stick around. Uh, Promise next episode will be a little bit lengthier, a little bit more detail. A little bit more non-clearing my throat in your ear. (laughs) But yeah, thanks for listening. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me for episode number 12. Um, This one's going to be about the disappearance of Amy Lynn Bradley. The photos related to the case is already posted on Instagram. Make sure you go check that out if you haven't already. Um, Some sources for today is amybradleyismissing.com, wikipedia.org, thesun.com, historydaily.org, fbi.gov. Not really sure how to say this one, but vizaga, it's v-i-z-a-c-a.com. Allisinteresting.com, alterton.com, ranker, and disappearblog.com. So sit on in, get your snacks and your drinks. Hope you enjoy the episode. So she was born in Petersburg, Virginia on May 12, 1974. Amy was a resident of Chesterfield County, Virginia. She attended college in Longwood, Virginia on a basketball scholarship and actually graduated with a degree in physical education, which is awesome. Uh, She was planning to start a new job at a computer consulting firm, um, but on March 21, 1998, she was 23. Her parents and her brother were going on a cruise. She decided to join. Uh, They boarded the Rhapsody of the Seas, a Royal Caribbean cruise line, and it was going to Curacao. So just some facts about the Rhapsody of the Seas ship. Um, It is approximately 915.35 feet long. It travels about 22 knots. That's how fast it is. Um, Inside cabins are about 407. They have 593 outside cabins. 765 crew members, and this ship is still currently sailing as of today. 
So on March 24th, 1998, Amy's brother, Brad, who was about 21 years old, told authorities that he and Amy had stayed up late dancing at a Mardi Gras party on the ship and drinking with the ship's orchestra, Blue Orchid. Uh, one of the band members named Alistair Douglas, known as Yellow, claimed he parted ways with Amy about 1 a.m. The ship's computerized door lock system showed that Amy's brother Brad returned to their suite about 3.35 a.m. while Amy arrived five minutes later. Now, Brad said he and his sister sat on the suite's balcony and talked before he went to sleep. He said he last saw Amy sitting in a lounge chair on the balcony. Brad later recalled, quote, The last thing that I ever said to Amy was I love you before I went to sleep that night. Knowing that's the last thing I said to her has always been very comforting to me, end quote. Now, sometime between 5.15 a.m. and 5.30, Bradley's father, Ron, woke up and saw Amy was still resting in the lounge chair out on the balcony. However, when he checked again on her around 6 a.m., she was gone, along with her cigarettes and lighter, but her shoes were left behind. Now, Amy's brother, who stayed in the cabin, said she possibly mentioned disembarking um, at Curacao to purchase cigarettes. Um, the sliding door to the balcony was left partway open, and a pair of Amy's sandals were found inside of her suite. But there were no other signs of her. Her ID was left in the room, and so were her nine other pairs of shoes that she brought on the cruise, and none of them were missing. At 6 a.m., two passengers claimed they saw her riding the elevator to the top deck on the ship, carrying her room key, her cigarettes, and a lighter. She had about $100 in her pocket as well. Amy's family asked the cruise staff to keep the ship on the waters until they located their daughter to prevent her possible kidnapper from taking her off the ship. But the crew denied the family's request docked the ship anyway and allowed passengers to disembark before starting their search. Amy's family believed that it was then when she was removed from the boat. Rhapsody of the Seas was preparing to dock in Curacao port at the time Amy was last seen. Her family realized she was missing between approximately 6 to 6.30 in the morning. Her whereabouts have been unknown ever since. If Amy left on her own volition, this gave her an opportunity to sneak off, but her family refused to believe that she would ever run away. Amy had a new job and new apartment back in Virginia, not to mention her beloved pet, Bulldog Daisy. More disturbingly, docking the ship in Curacao also gave any possible kidnappers ample opportunity to take her off of the ship and disappear into the crowd. On March 29th, the search for Amy officially ended and the investigation came to a standstill. The ship crew did search for her, but to no avail. Her only missing possessions were her cigarettes and a lighter. Now, realizing Amy was missing, her parents immediately reported it to the crew. They pleaded in vain to keep its 2,000 passengers off of the ship to have officials conduct a massive search of the cruise liner, but the crew was preparing to dock that morning at the Caribbean island of Curacao to let people out for an excursion, so they didn't start searching right away. Keep that in mind. Now, extensive searches conducted later on the ship and at the sea by the crew officials pronounced no signs of her whereabouts. The Netherlands Intel's 
Coast Guard conducted a four-day search that ended on March 27th, and the Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines chartered a boat to continue looking for her. But they did end the search completely March the 29th. That's just a little bit more of detail for you guys about her disappearance. Now, authorities found no early signs of foul play and first suspected Amy may have fell overboard, maybe was pushed, or even committed suicide. But it seemed unlikely since Amy was a trained lifeguard and a very strong swimmer, and her body was never found in the water. Moreover, Rhapsody of the Seas was extremely close to the shore at the time of her disappearance. Witnesses would have undoubtedly heard or seen any kind of accident. Authorities are not certain if Amy went ashore on Curacao of her own will and vanished while in port, or if other factors were involved. A cab driver later stated that a woman matching Amy's description approached him and said she urgently needed a phone, but he didn't realize something was wrong. Like, how are you not going to realize that something's wrong if she's, like, urgent? Anyway, the sighting was never confirmed, so it's unclear what happened to that particular woman. Uh, Family members believe that Amy may have been coerced by an unknown person or persons whom she befriended during the cruise and got abducted. In the days leading to Amy's disappearance, rumors of maritime pirates operating out of Curacao were reported where the ship was docked and Amy may have been a part of a human trafficking scheme. Amy's family insists she had no reason to run off, uh, no reason for suicide, nothing like that. Like we said earlier, new job, new apartment, and a family pet, or her pet. Now, the parents did do a Dr. Phil interview, and I'm going to kind of go over that. So, this was a quote from Eva Bradley. So, quote, We noticed immediately there was a tremendous amount of attention toward Amy from the crew members, end quote. That's what she was telling Dr. Phil. At one point, Ron remembered one of the waiters asking for Amy's name, saying that they wanted to take her to Carlos and Charlie's restaurant during the ship's dock in Aruba. When he asked his daughter about it, Amy responded, quote, I wouldn't go and do anything with any of those crew members. They gave me the creeps, end quote. Now, this is even creepier because Carlos and Charlie's restaurant is where Natalie Holloway, the 18-year-old American woman who disappeared in Aruba in 2005, was last seen. That night, when the ship staff posted photos taken of all of the dinner participants, um, Amy's mother noticed that all of the photos of her daughter were missing, despite the gallery supervisor clearly remembering that they were posted earlier. So, if that's not weird, what is? So, if that gives you any kind of inkling of what happens, possible or not possible, something fishy is going on. No pun intended. Now, I believe personally Amy was abducted. That's just my, you know, my thoughts on it. I believe that they targeted her while on the cruise ship and that they were possibly involved in human trafficking. Um, Would not be the first time that's ever happened. I do think that she was uh, human trafficked. Um, Here's some more information. Um, So this is kind of where it gets a little creepy. So seven years later, however, they are, you know, like the case was already horrifying enough that she just disappeared without a trace, right? So, 
There was a chilling twist as a tip of number of photos arrived in the family's case inbox. Now, photos show a woman with a striking resemblance to Amy wearing lingerie, looking distressed, and posing on a bed. Now, I tell you, if you look it up, um, they are also on Instagram. I did have to censor some of them. Um, There's only two. But I swear that's Amy. Like, I have no doubt in my mind, just like her parents have no doubt. I'm pretty sure that's Amy. Um, So the images were first revealed by the family on an episode of Dr. Phil in 2005 and sparked fears that Amy may have been kidnapped and sold as a sex slave. Now, FBI officials did not manage to follow up on any leads on the photos and a $25,000 reward remains live for any information on Amy. The Internet Archive has a cache version of the images being promoted on a um, defunct website advertising adult holidays in the Caribbean. Um, It identifies the woman as Jass, is what her supposed name was, and includes two pictures of a woman with long black hair. The website advertises all-inclusive erotic vacations, so like adult vacations. You get sex workers included in the packages, Um, and it costs around like $2,750, um, offering free access to the sex workers and you can swap out. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um, now the Sun Online found emails listed on the cash version of the websites, um, now return bounce back as the domain can no longer be found, of course, because all that was shut down. Uh, The family revealed in an episode of TV show Vanished that an independent forensic expert had told them that the picture was a perfect match for Amy. Um, This is from Eva, quote, When I first looked at the picture, it wasn't the Amy that I knew. The picture looks like a harsh and tormented Amy, end quote. There have been a number of alleged sightings of Amy on the island of Curacao, uh, where the ships were docked since her disappearance. Now, Amy's family believes that the members of the ship's crew targeted her for human trafficking, claiming that they took photos of her, asking about her name, asking about details, showering her with attention, and, um, of course, those photos from the dinner went missing, everything like that. But there is some evidence to back up at least part of that theory. Now, let's jump back to the band, right? So, March 23rd, after dinner, you know, she was at that party on the cruise ship dancing with Alistair Douglas, a.k.a. Yellow. Now, I guess he really didn't think about it, but him and Amy were videotaped frequently by a camera person offering a promotional item for the cruise line. Now, the photos surfaced when the video producer heard about her disappearance and believed that she was maybe in some of the videos on that evening that was in question. After Amy left her stateroom, she was observed near the uh, like party with Douglas around 6 a.m. Coincidentally, a witness would claim to have noticed Douglas's hand um, Amy, a dark drink, perhaps coffee. So, like, he gave her some kind of drink. Now, other witnesses noticed Douglas leaving the place by himself, but Amy was never seen again. Police ultimately cleared Doug- Douglas, excuse me, after a polygraph, but before the FBI got the disco video. Now, I must say, polygraphs we know are, are BS, so that doesn't really 
really help anything. Plus, he kind of looks like the guy in the sketch, but so does the other dude that ran the website that those adult photos were found on. Um, so, yeah, what do you guys think? I, I don't know. I feel like everybody is kind of involved, except, you know, like the family and the other passengers. So, yeah. So, he was cleared, though, after a polygraph. Let's make that clear. But, yeah. Now, about the sightings that we were talking about. So, within 24 hours of her disappearance, that taxi driver came forward. Remember earlier, she needed a phone and she was frantic? So, that was the first one. Uh, the next one would be August 1998. A Canadian computer engineer providing, um, excuse me, provided an intriguing league when he correctly described her tattoos to investigators. He claimed seeing Amy being walked down by the beach in Curacao by two men five months after she disappeared. The next one would be January 1999. Uh, this is, this is... The fear of the human trafficking. I believe all of these people probably did see Amy. So, there was a U.S. Navy petty officer who claimed to witness a woman who identified herself by Amy Lynn Bradley, uh, by the name, and asked for help in Curacao's brothel. Um, he said he had decided not to report the incident at the time, fearing that he would get in trouble with the Navy for having been to a brothel. And only contacted Amy's family after he retired and saw her picture in a magazine. The seller's report has never been substantiated. Um, so pretty much at some other reports that I saw, she told him that she was being held against her will. She couldn't leave. She needed help. And she was Amy Lynn Bradley. So that's not convincing. I don't know what is. So then comes March of 2005. There was a lady who witnessed a woman matching Amy's description in the restroom of a department store in Barbados. Sketches of the identified woman and her three male companions have been created. I did post them on Instagram. Make sure you go look. The Barbados woman has never been identified as Bradley, like, um, like confirmed as her. Now, the woman reported that the lady was followed into the bathroom by three men who threatened her before leaving her in the bathroom by herself. Um, the woman then approached the witness and told her her name was Amy and she was from Virginia. But before she can give any more information, the men returned and dragged her out of the restroom. So, of course, foul play is strongly suspected in Amy's disappearance, but there is no evidence to support the theory. Meanwhile, the Bradleys sued the Royal Caribbean Cruise Line for negligence and wrongful death. A $250,000 reward is being offered by the family to anyone who provides information leading to the safe return of Amy. A $50,000 reward is offered uh, for information leading to her verifiable location, and the FBI is offering a $25,000 reward for information leading to her recovery. So, of course, in most recent years, Amy's case has been revisited a couple of times. Um, the cold case has resurfaced on America's Most Wanted and, of course, the Dr. Phil episode. Now, here comes the rough part even beyond the disappearance of Amy, just people who do this deserve such horrible fates. You you don't prey on families that go through things like this. Um, so this happened in 1999, like in fall. Um, there was a person who identified himself as Frank Jones. 
um, who reached out to the Bradleys and claimed that some Colombian gangsters were holding Amy captive on the Curacao Island. Now, he pretended to be a retired member of American Special Forces and told them that he can go get Amy, he can help her be free, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Now, he also insisted he had multiple witnesses uh, to verify Amy's location. So, there was like a cook who explained Amy's tattoos and even a song she listened to, um, Amy Sing, which Miss Bradley had taught her. Two other retired Navy SEALs were sent out to Curacao um, to determine her location, like to verify. Now, when Jones asked for more money to help the actual armed rescue, the Bradleys asked for solid proof that their daughter was truly under Jones's team's monitoring. Monitoring. Sorry, guys. I always get tongue-tied on that. Now, of course, he reacted to a um, photo of a woman who had a similar tattoo who resembled Amy a lot. And the Bradleys gave him the remaining of the money, thinking it was her, which totaled, get this, $210,000. $210,000. That's a house. That's that's insane. Now, the Bradleys were directed to travel to Florida to wait for calls from him as soon as he got Amy. Um, They stayed in a hotel for a week before getting a call from one of his, um, like, friends who has also been victimized and discovered the whole operation was a scam. The cook, the Colombians, the photos, and the house under surveillance, it was all a scam. It was all fake. Now, Jones, who had never been a part of Special Forces, ultimately pled guilty to a mail scam and got fi- um, excuse me, got a five-year sentence and an order to make payment. He deserves it. He deserves longer than five years. Can you imagine how emotionally... Like, oh my god. That's just crazy. I hate people who do that. And like, you know, the side kids that call, Oh, your child is in a ditch and it's near water. Like, y'all just need to leave families alone. Let the real people actually deal with this stuff. Uh, I mean, sometimes, you know, our cops don't do crap. But there's people that actually do. And you're ruining it. And just, you know, making them relieve the disappearance all over again. And giving them false hope. So go fuck yourself. That's all I have to say. Now to come off of my little rant. Um, in late 2010, there was like a um, hurricane. It was Hurricane Thomas, I think. Um, and a human jawbone washed up on a beach in Aruba. It was quickly determined that it was not Natalie Holloway because she also disappeared around the same time, um, you know, as I guess the jawbone was found. Now, once local police discovered the jawbone was not related to the Holloway case, they ceased any further testing. Even though Amy and up to as many others as like nine other Caribbean vacationers were said to have vanished in the 15 years before the Holloway case, they didn't test it. They didn't care. Now, because dental records could rule out any link to Natalie, no DNA testing was ever done on the material. However... The examinations performed did discover that the jawbone did come from a Caucasian person. They did not have sex, so female, male, it was just Caucasian, uh, from what I understand. And when I researched this, I couldn't find anything else that they've done with it. So, who's to say that's not a part of Amy? I mean, or somebody else that's went missing, but they didn't test it further, so 
we'll never know, I guess. So let me give you some more information about Amy, um, just in case anyone ever may have anything to tell the police. Um, she's a Caucasian female, born May 12, 1974. She is approximately 5'7", um, 120 pounds. She had short brown hair. This was all at the time of her disappearance. Um, possibly dyed blonde. Uh, green eyes. She had a belly ring, multiple ear piercings, several tattoos. Um, they're very distinct. So there was a Tasmanian devil on her left shoulder blade, a green and blue gecko lizard around her belly button, and a Chinese symbol on her right ankle, and a primitive Japanese sun tattooed on her lower back. Now, just so you are aware, Amy Lynn Bradley was legally declared dead on March 24, 2010, 12 years after the disappearance with no witnesses and no body found. Now, if you have any information regarding the disappearance of Amy Lynn Bradley, please contact the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, at 202 202- 324-3000 or call the We Help the Missing tip line at 866-660-4025. The last doubted sighting of Amy happened in 2005, guys. Like, nobody has claimed any more sightings since then. Um, hopefully, hopefully, someone, you know, comes forward. I mean, it's been... So many years, her family deserves closure and peace, and she deserves to be found or to have a proper burial from her family. Um, so, if you have any information, please come forward. Um, I'm, you know, I'm sure her family would appreciate it knowing what's happened or seeing her again if she is still alive. Uh, everyone wants answers you know so just do do the right thing come forward if you have seen this woman know anything about this woman anything and just so you guys know i've never been on a cruise i kind of want to go on one but i kind of don't because normally that's what happens is they're in either international waters or they just don't give a shit like one or the other If you go missing, if you get murdered, whatever, there's a possibility they're just not going to care. They're going to continue. Now, just so you know, around 200 people go missing from cruise ships every year. Um, That's not including the, um, like, deaths or whatever, um, like, on the cruise ship. Like, um, I believe I saw there was, like, um, cardiac incidents, excuse me, between 2000 and 2019. There was, like, 97, and this is, like, passenger or crew. Accidental falls overboard, which is, like, 72, and jumping overboard is about 60. Um, excuse me, guys, sorry, I'm fighting allergies. Um. So, yeah, 
Researchers who studied passenger and crew member deaths aboard cruise ships found that a total of 623 people were reported to have died on cruises, and that took place between 2000 and 2019. Of the 623 fatalities, 557 were passengers and 66 members, um, or excuse me, 66 were crew members. So about 87% of the deaths occurred while on the sh- while the ship was at sea, while the other 13% o- occurred while the ship was docked. So keep that in mind if you guys want to um, go on a cruise ship. <laughs> um, just some more information. Uh, Cardiac-related deaths may be the result of underlying health conditions, of course. Um, normally the deaths are about like 50 to 79-year-olds. <clears throat> So, um, it is very clear that caution must be taken to prevent falling overboard, both by ships and their passengers. Um, so, like, slips, trips, and falls are, like, the most common type of accident for both passengers and crews. Uh, of course, not including alcohol consumption and people just falling overboard because they're drunk. Um To give additional perspective, there are 323 cruise ships in the world operated by more than 20 companies. The total passenger capacity of these ships is more than 540,000. The total number of passengers and crew fatalities um, pales in comparison to the number of people who aboard a cruise ship each year. So, just whatever you want to look at it. Um, but yeah, there, there's a crap ton of deaths and missing people and whatever else. So go or don't go your choice. Well, guys, that's all for today's episode. Tune in next Monday for another riveting case where I will traumatize you more than you already are. (laughs) Uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out my Instagram at morbid period curiosity period TC podcast for photos related to each case that I cover. Uh, feel free to email me any case suggestions or spooky stories at morbidcuriositytcpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, whatever app you listen on. And I appreciate all you spooky listeners. Stay kind, stay spooky, and for the love of God, don't murder anyone. <laughs>